0: Okay, and here we are, episode two of the Get It Greenlit podcast. And joining me this time, our first official guest. And not a stranger to me, my cousin. Talk to him probably more often than I talk to my wife. Dan, how's it going?
1: Not too bad, Brent. How are you doing?
0: Oh, not too bad. So, you are coming on to tell your story about a script that you... uh, have written and or continuing to write. I think you're still working on. It's a work in progress. Um, but before we talk about that, just give a little background. Like I said, you are my cousin, and we talk. I'm going to say at least a couple hours a day is what it adds up to daily about yeah. uh, about movies and about our ideas for making movies and all that kind of stuff. And uh, going back to the first episode where I mentioned, uh, I talked about Dirty Pool, one of the first screenplay I ever. Officially wrote from start to finish, and I mentioned that that did get made into a film, and you were actually the filmmaker on that.
1: That's right, yeah, and uh, I I must say that I'm uh, thankful that somebody out there did a uh, comprehensive overview of that particular thing. Of course, it had to be the writer of it, but hey, (laughs) uh, I'll take anything.
0: (laughs) Well, exactly, sure. Um, But, so yeah, we... We talked about that on, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to that episode. Oh,
1: yes, yet, yes, but... yes. I did listen to your first episode, and that's why I'm here, because I'm like, hey, <laughs> you need somebody to talk to, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. I can't just sit here and talk to myself the whole time.
1: But, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that was, uh, for me, yeah, like I said, for me, just listen to it from your perspective, hearing about it. Because I just remember when you wrote it, you kind of handed it off to us, so then... Uh, I think we were trying to arrange it so that you were there when we were shooting, but I think it was just, uh, I think your work at the time kind of had a conflict there, But so I kind of yeah. had to do it on my own, which, which, you know, it's anything that I get to do with you, it's a lot better to get your input on it, because <laughs> mostly when it's just me, you know, you feel like, okay, well, I guess I'm kind of doing this right, you kind of want somebody... There and even like filmmakers in general, they always kind of want the original writer around to stick around, or just a writer. And <laughs> it was it was just because I think I remember I took all your drafts and I made the final version of it later. And it was just and yeah, one of the things that I enjoyed was that I was like, God, you, you need to be around so that we could have you know pointed out those plot holes and stuff. That yeah, we had. But,
0: yeah. If I remember right, the the shooting version of it was it differed. It, not a lot, but a little bit from the one that I talked about on, uh, on the first episode.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause I was like looking through it. And I was like, man, why didn't I just shoot that? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I just remember it was kind of something where I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting down to the wire here. I need to start filming something. And, uh, right. this uh, actress that's going to play this part is only going to be here for this amount of time and need to have do something and I'm like, Oh right, great. Like this is actual like filmmaking for me because, you know, I've read all those stories and heard about all the you know, how uh delays and stuff would get in the way and they were like, Okay, you gotta make this now and you gotta do it and I think with that one I was just like, Okay, let's get out and do it and then we'll put it in the competition and yeah. and as as you heard as we heard on the last episode, uh I did we didn't I think we were it was our film, along with another one that was like a like a pretty straightforward documentary about somebody's uh, brother that was special, that those didn't win. And oh, okay. I was but, but then just the part of me was like, ah, the stuff that, that they did pick. I wasn't that big of a fan of. And like the one that I thought was good, that was like a stop motion movie. I was like, okay, that's going to win because Hey, that's good technique. And it just got like a really low level award. So yeah. even for that one, I just kind of felt like, Oh boy. You know, it was, I, 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 I just remember that night we, uh, we got home and I got some whiskey and I was watching the shining. <laughs> that's how I got through it.
0: That's how you coped.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I guess with that one, I was just like, at that point, I was like, okay, at this point, try not to make too many compromises when you're filming this. Like, only do it if you feel like 100%, like, okay, this is what I want to do, and you don't have to be like, oh, like, I really don't want that poster from Blade Runner in this shot, but I have to put it there, because I can't get it down in time and or i you know of course i think about that why didn't i just film another room or something
0: well and that and the and you're talking about filming inside i think you did it in your apartment that's right And that was one of the things i touched on in the first episode is that that script specifically and and quite a few that i did after that were all like i said written Keeping in in mind the resources we had available, and and writing in, in the with the mindset of this is going to be filmed someday, you know that by us that we want to try and make it ourselves, and so we need to make the story work around what we have available to us. And anytime you do that, you're going to be making the major compromises like you're talking about, and and you know having a setting in a in an apartment or a a living room of your own house, you know when really you might want it somewhere else. And that's kind of a good segue into. Um, the story you're going to talk about today, fantasy is that started out that way from what I believe I'll let you tell the story, but that idea, that concept started as again, I think we were going to make another short film. I don't know if we were going to put it in a contest or anything, but we were going to write that as a short film. And we were again, trying to keep in mind what we were going to have available to us and the, the places we could shoot it at and write the story around that basically. And it never materialized. And, um i know you to you you initially came up with the idea of of um the general concept of it and then we tried to make it into a short we tried to modernize it because it was really going to be a period piece and that didn't work out and you then took it basically threw all that out the window said you know i don't care i'm not going to keep in mind what i will have available to me or what i won't have available to me and you wrote the story i think that I assume you you were pretty passionate about and whatever the inspiration you had behind it to write, um, you you followed that and developed it into this full script that we're going to talk about.
1: That's correct, yeah. And uh, just kind of the idea in general for this, like I, I'm still, I'm still, yeah, yeah. As you probably see on the episode title, how it's spelled with an I E instead of with a Y. Like I'm not sure if you sh- could pronounce it as fantasy or fantasy. You know, Uh kind of with the German flair to it. So it's about, so I guess just calling it fantasy is just close enough because, with that, I was just like, okay, what's German for fantasy? And it's with a PH and an IE at it. And I was like, okay, well, let's just call it fantasy and we'll just put an IE at the end of it. And it's kind of like fantasia.
0: Well, you that's know. clever. I didn't right. see that. I, the first time you showed it to me, I'm like, oh, I just he spelled it wrong, but I'm just not going to point it out, you know? <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, was but, fully on the script and stuff. Yeah, that's going to be the top page and everything, you know? That is that is essential whenever you're doing uh, stuff like that, is to do a spell check. So it's like, make sure, okay, do you want to spell this with an IE and everything? But it just sounded like it was like a something different. And, and every time I talk to people about it, they're like, oh, yeah, that's a – interesting title and stuff and i'm just like yeah i just only want to make a movie that lives up to that title
0: right right and so let's i i kind of i mean again this is the second episode so this could completely change but the the format i kind of toyed around with in the first episode uh, when i started talking about dirty pool was you know kind of i want to have the storyteller kind of give a brief synopsis or a general overview of of the story, almost kind of like a a verbal trailer. Like, if you were to sit down and watch a trailer for the movie, obviously you're going to see that visually and all that. So, of course, since we can't do that, kind of give me just an overview of what it's about and then, at that point, kind of start from the beginning. And, I mean, you can go all the way back to the origins of when we started it as a short film and, and where it went from there, but, you know, touching on your inspirations for certain things and just kind of, if you want to start there, I think we can do that and try to keep it somewhat organized so if somebody's listening it should be uh, pretty easy to follow
1: okay uh basically the the general concept of it is uh a german woman or or a girl in this case uh uh like it, it kind of varies you know still can't quite decide how old this uh certain individual should be but the idea is that um Uh, she's, uh, somebody that's really immersed in fairy tales and is very familiar with, uh, with all of the stories and, and she's, and basically the whole story takes place during World War II, during the Holocaust, when she's on the run and, and kind of the way that she's kind of coping with the situation that she's in is that she's recounting these tales and also trying to make sense of, her world uh, that it's in using the realm of fantasy. And that's why we called it that. And this particular uh, version, like the version that we're talking about that I actually wrote a script for, it was just kind of a um, exercise in trying to get one particular segment or part of the story that I had, because this, as we'll go into it, it spans out really long with, uh, with, kind of backstory that i'm not even sure will be even in the script or something that could be developed for for other parts of it but i think like the best way to do this would be a big long for format version uh of storytelling that's used in like game of thrones and westworld and stuff where you're essentially watching like a 24-hour movie but it's just split into hour-long parts and I think that's like the best way that I could uh make all of these story elements come together with what I have, you know, other okay, than so just you, yeah. Other than just taking like one little part of it and it's like, okay, I'll make that into a short, which is what I did with this script.
0: Okay, so you so you're talking about not necessarily looking at like a two hour feature film type of a script. You're talking about either a, you know, six, seven, eight part series or Pretty a series much, yeah. of short film. Okay.
1: Yeah, because yeah, cause yeah, I feel like I, there's like another part that I was like, okay, I have like six parts of how I want the story to go. And I feel like at this point, well, for what I have with me, I only have about like three parts of six stuff. So so I still have, you know, that's like part of my deal is like, you know, you really need to sit around and try to develop what those other parts are. But um uh, I didn't realize
0: how much you have uh, developed this past the last time we talked about it. This podcast, this episode may need to be split into two parts itself.
1: Maybe, yeah, (laughs) because it it does reach back pretty far, you know, because I I think just the whole first notion of doing a story like this, because I I think I do remember when I first told you about it, you, you, you were like a little stood back. You're like, oh, I didn't know you were into this kind of story or something like that yeah
0: yeah it was kind of it was it caught me by surprise so kind of tell me what I mean what what got you into that what got you inspired to to write you know this type of a story as you know as opposed to something different
1: well it's something that's been around since I think uh, when we were or I guess we uh, I guess uh, I should say we because you're you're a couple years older than me but when I was in a uh, sixth grade, we studied World War II in history, and it was like a full, like, month-long thing. And uh, to us, when we were in sixth grade, like, me and my friends, we all saw World War II as, like, this great adventure that actually happened. Because all the what we were really familiar with was, like, what we saw in movies and, like, how Nazis were, and it, were the bad guys for Indiana Jones, uh, namely uh, in the movie yeah. The Rocketeer. You know, like, we just thought, like, they were just these people that were bent on taking over the world and they had all of these weird things about them that they wanted to use against them. Like we had no idea what they were really like in, you know, in real life during the war, which, you know, which not, it's not to say like, oh yeah, they were having stuff like that, but that was kind of a minor thing that they made bigger in the movies. But I I just remember that uh, like, uh, it was probably like the second or third week that we were studying it. And, you know, we were kind of getting our dose of like, okay, how this war came about. And I just remember that the teacher was telling us, okay, next week, we're going to start studying the Holocaust. And when I first heard that word Holocaust, I said, the Hall of what? And he, goes, <laughs> and he goes, Holocaust. And it was like, it was this, you know, it was a terrible tragedy that endured on this. And And I want all of you to watch a movie that's going to be on, uh, starting this uh, weekend, it was like on uh, like on Sunday, there's going to be a two-part movie called Anne Frank, The Whole Story. And I want everybody in here to, to, to watch that because that's really going to tie into what we're going to be talking about this week. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check this out. And I feel like that, Anne Frank was the name that I heard about, because, you you know, when you're in school, you always hear certain names come up, like her and, like, Helen Keller, right. and certain people, you know, just people that just, you know, they say about, but you don't really dwell upon, because I guess you're thinking about something else, but anyway, uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this, because, you know, I guess not so much like, oh, the teacher told you to, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm Genuinely interested. you like, interested. What's, yeah. Yeah. What's this all about? So I'm watching this, and I have to say that I did develop a crush on the actress who was playing Anne Frank, who was like pretty close to the real thing, and um, and I was just drawn in with this whole story about this girl who seemed, you know, who you know just had a really, you know, nice personality and stuff, and it was it was something that I was not around you know that i was not around in my sixth grade class at all.
0: Right,
1: right. It just you know because yeah and then it drew me in that also that the character was jewish and uh-huh. i was a big fan and i am a big fan of the uh the movie the jazz singer with uh with neil diamond and there's a lot of uh, jewish culture in that and i was you know i was like oh this is interesting that they're expanding upon that more because uh, you know, I didn't know anyone that was Jewish in my class at all or anything like that. So I didn't really, yeah, I didn't have Paul from uh, The Wonder Years as a friend so that I could have <laughs> learned all about that, you know. I, I wish I would have, but I didn't. But uh, So
0: so all of this passion and inspiration for this project stemmed with a girl. It all started from a girl. Why am I not
1: surprised? For, yeah, yeah, it was just, <laughs> yeah. I was just, I was you know, ca- you know, enamored with what this girl had to say, what she thought. And then, of course, you know, when we came back the first day, you know, like it was just kind of all like, oh, yeah, yeah, that girl was cute. I Talked about this, talked about that. And then they were like, OK, well, now, like w- when you get into the second part of this, that's when it's going to really get to you and stuff. Right. Cause, <laughs> but, yeah. but it's it's uh. But because I guess the teacher kind of knew, you know, like he knew what was going to happen. It was like, OK, they're going to find him in the attic and then they're going to be taken to the uh, to the concentration camp and everything. And if you see that, uh, if you ever see that, they play it up like to the nth degree of like, you know, like at the end of that, you are just shattered that this woman yeah. is not with us anymore and that was the point you know when people first read that and they and they saw the uh when it was a stage play was that they were really taken by somebody you know like this account of somebody that's not with us anymore right so i i remember being you know pretty upset enough of that and uh, just to add more to it um, it was like our week at the library it was like every week you spent like one day at the library and our teacher was like oh well I understand that you are studying the Holocaust well we have this 20 minute movie that will show you real co- you know that will show you that ties into that and it was called Nightmare the Immigration of Yakum and Rachel and what was interesting was that Rachel was played by a very very young Sarah Jessica Parker no kidding and uh, and it's like i can't remember if we noticed that at the time or maybe like the girls did or something cuz you know yeah. i guess sex in the city was was on at that time they probably recognized her but oh, i just remember that that didn't i didn't notice it at all i just remember i was so in, you know i was so transfixed by what this movie was doing because what it had was that it had these two young kids that were immigrating to america and it was all in color and you saw them like you know like on the boat going to ellis island and they had these flashbacks to when they were in their native country before they left so i guess almost as a storyteller you're like oh well the tensions all dissolved because you know that they survived because they're going to america but right. for those 20 minutes i was in the zone where it was like <laughs> okay the parents are like okay you gotta hide it. In here, you got to, you know, when this Nazi comes in and he's going to be like, oh, you have two children here. Where are they? It's like, oh, well, we don't have them. It's like, oh, you're a liar. liar. You know, it's a, it's a pretty intense thing. And I just remember just looking at this the whole time. And I just felt like I was watching it play before my eyes, you know. And and as this movie goes on, you know, they kind of show the hardships that they had to face while they're trying to on the run. And something I really remembered was that when they're on this train they have a shot of the train and you could tell it was a toy you could but since it was in black and white it kind of got away with it but i just remember i was like oh that's a toy train but i was still like <laughs> wondering like okay what's going to happen next so like yeah didn't it didn't matter that those special effects weren't top notch but now and you I said just, it was, yeah.
0: you said it was like a 20 minute video. So was it a, like a little short film or was yeah, it just, yeah. she was just showing you? Next, okay.
1: Yeah. It was just like a little short thing. Like, I think that, you know, there was like a whole series of them. I don't, yeah. Cause I was like, cause okay. like over the years it's like, cause it took me a while to actually find it again. And I do have it. Uh, cause I eventually found it. Cause I was always like, yeah, cause I was always like, God, I gotta, I gotta see that movie again. Cause it took a <laughs> long time, even just to figure out what the title was. Yeah. So, so yeah. And so when I, yeah, so when I saw it again, you know, everything came back into my head a little bit and, you know, and, and, uh, but I guess the long short of it was, was that I was really, you know, captured by like, that sense of like oh my god like you really are in a situation where you're stuck in this place you can't get out and it it just it sounded really compelling to me and i remember sitting in my enrichment classes because i didn't take band and it would yeah i would always just like try to come up with stories and like one of one of the famous ones was i was like oh there should be a movie about a uh, a cop who hunts down robots, but then he finds out he's a robot instead, and everything gets screwed. And uh, I found out, oh, good job, you just described the movie Blade Runner. And <laughs> it, it is, you know, and I was just that like, oh darn. oh, darn, that didn't happen. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, but I think one of those things when I was in grade school was that I was talking about, like, oh, well, wouldn't it be interesting if you found yourself in that time period and. You know, you're trying to survive and do all that stuff, which I guess at the time I was thinking about John Landis's Twilight Zone segment where he had Vic Morrow, who was a bigot, uh, arrive in, in, uh, in Nazi Germany and like, what happens there. But I guess at the time I was thinking like, well, what kind of perspective would it be if I was a kid or something right. like that in there? And, you know, you you, know, you meet Aunt Frank and stuff. And just yeah, I just remember, you know, like these are these were the things that I was thinking about when I was in school. Yeah, but, so I uh, mean,
0: but yeah, what I'm hearing is, so you've got, I mean, again, like I said, I'm, I'm your cousin, and when we started talking about this movie, I, I knew that when you came up with the idea, I thought, okay, well, he's got, you know, he watched some World War, World War One, World War Two movie, you know, something that got him interested in, in uh, Germany, and now he's got an idea for it, but I had no idea that this goes all the way back to, you know, sixth grade, really, so right, I mean, yeah. this is like the true definition of when... You talk about a writer or a storyteller, you know, reaching back for, um, you know, inspiration or a passion that they had in their life. I mean, this is, you know, this is a grade A example of that. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is something that you've built on since, you know, sixth grade, it sounds like, and like, eventually a, a... has evolved into, into this script now that you're writing.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, because there is like some stuff I don't remember at all from sixth grade, but I can tell you. I definitely remember studying. That's why I haven't written
0: any movies about that.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That no should, other That, should, that should just be yeah, I just described the movie for you. Some kid gets inspired by some yeah. the other, Yeah, there you go. There's a script for you. But no no. No no, just uh, That's a
0: movie in and of itself.
1: Right. But <laughs> Okay, so probably not a good one, but you know. Yeah.
0: So you've got you you know, that so that lays some, some groundwork for mm, us. Yeah. So you've got that that knowledge, that uh, that inspiration building up, and so at this point, you know, you've we're searching for our next, uh, you know, project, our next right. short film, whatever we're gonna make, and that's where you came up with with this idea. And like I said, I touched on a little bit before, and you can you can go into it further if you yeah, want. But yeah. we kind of flipped it and tried to give it a modern spin, just because we knew we wouldn't be able to film any type of a period piece, you know, going back to to Nazi Germany and that sort of thing and that obviously didn't work out and we kind of dropped it and moved on to something different, but um, that's when you took it then and reverted it back from what I understand, so if you want to talk about that and kind of get us into the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of uh, uh, kind of what sparked it again, because I guess like often on I would think about it you know, I would think like, oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing, but just whatever it was at the time, I didn't really dwell upon it, but it wasn't I didn't really start thinking about it until I started to go to college. You know, I'd finished uh, junior college and now I was in, yeah, now I was at uh, Wichita State, I guess I could say. And um, I met somebody that was in the theater department and she was telling me about how she wanted to do an anthology movie that was all set at the library. And I was like, oh, well, that's a that's an interesting idea. Like, uh, let me see what if I can contribute something to it. So I came back with, okay, here's my idea. I want it to be that uh, Anne Frank comes into the library and sees that somebody is reading uh, her diary, and she reacts, you know, kind of indifferently that her ideas and everything are are in this, and this total stranger is reading it, and how would she react to that?
0: Yeah, and, so you're talking like a, a modern-day Anne Frank walks in.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or even, yeah, or even, you know, I, I it was kind of it was yeah. It could have been like a modern day one, or even just, or even if it was just like uh, you know some kind of aberration or or you know like her
0: embodiment spirit of in her.
1: there. Yeah, you know yeah. because because I'm just like because well, kind of That's that cool. kind of goes through your head when you're when you're reading someone else's work. You know, like what if this person came in. And saw you reading it, like how would they react to it, or like what kind of questions would they ask you? And that was yeah. my idea for a story. So it's just gonna be a simple, like, okay, somebody's at the desk, somebody's reading it. Person comes up, comes over, and then they talk, and then that was gonna be my segment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for whatever reason, it didn't, it didn't come up. So I was still like with that idea, and I was thinking like, oh man, that that would be something. And uh, the actress that did appear in uh, in in dirty pool like i remember telling her this idea and i was like i want you to play this part of you know kind of this anne frank because i was saying anne frank at the time because that's who it was going to be obviously based on so i would call her that until i came up with a with a name for something and she was real into it she was like oh yeah i can do a german accent and i could make it sound authentic because i think she took some german classes and mm-hmm. and uh and and so I was just like, okay, that's great. I I have an actress that I can that I can have play this part. Now I can feel comfortable trying to develop this. And I think that's when I told you about it. Right. And yeah, when you when I first told you about it, and we and I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, figure out, you know, like an idea of, you know. Because uh, I think at that point it was it was moved from like a library to like okay how about it's like it's the bookstore or something and somebody sees them there or you know because I guess I had this visual of like oh she goes to a shelf and she sees like all of like her book there like uh, all of those there and, and I was, like, yeah oh. I
0: remember yeah I think I remember the bookstore thing coming up and but didn't at some point along the way there didn't you see and I can't what is it called the book thief that right, movie yeah, that came out. Yeah. And I think you had went and saw that, or you had just seen it, and you thought maybe it was going to parallel that too much. Or right. I'm trying to remember, yeah, because I remember you bringing up the bookstore thing, but I remember we didn't we didn't stick with that, and I want to say that that was the reason why.
1: Yeah, because because yeah, actually, like Book Thief kind of was something that I was like, oh damn, they they did so much better. Where it was like, oh, like like they uh, had a like budget. Right. It had a budget, but it was a book. It was a book at 1.2, but I just remember like, oh, that was a good notion where it's like it's all told through death's perspective and and just like all the events and everything that happened. And I was like, oh, man, that's so close to what I want to do. And that's and I I think kind of since then I've been kind of like, okay, well, probably can't take too many of those elements. You need to kind of give it more fantastical. Uh, it, it spin on it, and then that's like the other thing is that you're just like, oh man, if I'm like really taking this to this level and like am I disrespecting those that actually lived through this or, you know, and the, the, I th- that was kind of like one of the things that kind of drew you away from it, but but I've talked to yeah. people about it and they've, they're just like oh, it's it's a if you spin a good yarn, anybody will listen to it and that's sure. just my deal, it's like I need to make a yarn that's worth listening to, but <laughs> But uh, but I just remember, yeah, because I'm looking at our initial notes for it, and it's interesting to read this first one because we first had her name as Elizabeth, and I just, I think I remember at the time when I saw Elizabeth, I was like, oh man, that's a really English sounding name, like that's not yeah. a good, that's not a good like German sounding.
0: Makes me wonder if we just grab that off of a, you know, just threw it in there. Right, to get it yeah, down, like, you know, yeah.
1: it's kind of old timey, you know, like when you think like, oh, what's like somebody from the 40s name, you'd be like, oh, Elizabeth, okay. But but anyway, we I remember yeah, because I remember I I think I gave you a little bit of notes on what I wanted narration stuff to say and. You wrote some pretty good narration, I must say, because it's something that's gone through all of the iterations of the script. Is that you know your words get in there somehow? So, so you deserve a additional additional material written by Brent Parsons credit. See,
0: I'll have to space. I'll have to look it over again because, like I said, I yeah. I remember when I sent that stuff to you several weeks ago, and and I haven't looked at it since I sent it, but I found it in the in the archives of yeah. the, of the Gmail, you know, and so. And I forwarded that off to you, and I I remember glancing and seeing some narration, but I you know I couldn't remember. I couldn't tell you if I wrote that or we wrote that or how that was, but um, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think, yeah, I remember yeah. that. But yeah, it was good that I was I was giving it to somebody else to look through. But I just remember that uh, primarily uh, we kind of started developing the idea of like, okay, somebody's uh, this character is going to be writing about something in her book and we and and already i'm always just you know like at the time it was just like oh yeah that's good that she's writing about something but now i'm now i'm like one of my pet peeves is i'm just like uh if you have a if you have a story about somebody that's writing something in 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 a movie or if they're typing something that's kind of boring because it's yeah because it is it's just like you're not writing a book you're you're writing a movie. In a movie, you got to show people what's going on, and you can't, yeah. You're like, either gonna ex- writing yeah.
0: You're gonna expect them to either have to read it off the page, or you're gonna yeah have somebody narrate the way through it. Which, if you're gonna do that, you better have some pretty rock solid narration and somebody yeah you know a Morgan Freeman type voice saying it to you. Because so, otherwise, yeah, right. you like yeah. to say, it's gonna get it's gonna get old real yeah. fast. So,
1: like like a good example of that is uh, uh the. Are you familiar with the uh, Snicket's uh, series of unfortunate events? Uh,
0: not well enough to probably know what you're going to say about it. Well,
1: well, it's like, well, like a good example of that is that when they made the uh, movie with Jim Carrey, it's like they had uh, they had Jude Law like sitting in a clock tower who's supposed to be like the narrator telling you the story because that's how it is in the books, and he's just like typing away at this typewriter, you know, using his jude law voice saying like oh how this the, you know how the story is terrible and all these things happen and i'm like this is boring yeah like, like why is he doing that or like yeah like who's he typing it for and you know it's just at the time i was like this doesn't work but recently on netflix they redid it where um where it's a uh, a oh, uh, putty from uh from uh from seinfeld oh uh, patrick uh, His name's escaping me. But anyway, he's he's the narrator, and he's doing it more like a Rod Serling Twilight Zone thing, where he's oh, like okay. actually addressing the audience and talking to them and stuff. And I was like, yes, that's <laughs> how you do it. Like, that is how you do how you things do that are filmed, yeah. is that somebody needs to be telling you that. It's like it can't be somebody just typing away at a computer or... Or t- or a typewriter or something, cause it's like okay, like you're writing something. Like who are you writing it for? But it's like with this one, it's like okay, he's directly telling you what's going on here and stuff. And I was like, that's how you do a visual medium thing. Right. So so already I'm trying to trash this, but 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 it. <laughs> but I swear it ties into something later. But but anyway, the the idea that we had was that we were like, okay, let's take this character, and how about she's fantasizing what it would be like to be in the future. And we just kind of came up with all these notions of like, okay, of course she would want to be in America because, you know, that's kind of a grand place that they were thinking of at the time. And then she was thinking about like, okay, obviously I don't want to be persecuted for, you know, what religion I am like I am right now. And right. then uh, then we had like this, you know, just this weird idea that I had that I remember what, that was funny how I think this was stuff that I told you about and you ultimately wrote it was that uh, I had this whole passage about like, oh, well, in this world, you know, where I you know, in this world now, I have to wear the Star of David because I'm forced to and because it will tell me, tell people who I am, you know, in a negative way she says i want to wear it more proudly you know something that i'm willing to wear on my own and i think i said like oh she has a uh, she has a star of david necklace but somehow you misinterpreted that and you made it so that she was wearing a star of david t-shirt <laughs> and I was just like, oh, hey, I was like, hey, that's, that's, uh, I was like, that, that could still work. I was like, yeah, hey, keep that, keep that. She
0: picked it up at the Hot Topic or something, you
1: know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, order, yeah, or, yeah there's, ordered, yeah, yeah. Ordered
0: it on Amazon.
1: There. Yeah, I was like, oh, you, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to explain <laughs> that. It's just like, it, but I'm just like, no, that's good because it's like, it's hard to show somebody like in real close up, like, oh, here's my necklace here. Or something that, like that.
0: That may have, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. say that was the thought process behind it. <laughs>
1: No, it was good because I'm just like, that's good because when you're making a, you know, like when you're writing a book or something or you're writing stuff, you can just say that and you're like, somebody's like, okay, I can picture somebody wearing a necklace, but in a right. movie, it's hard to show that. But if she's wearing a t shirt, that'll show better.
0: So yeah, pretty like, obvious. Okay, you don't have to yeah, I'm all do extreme close ups or anything like that. Yeah.
1: Right. And just and you know, and then we would just went through like okay she'd want to study medicine because she wants to make people feel better and we just had all these lists of stuff like we were basically going to show in a montage of like everything she's doing that makes her life great and then we were just like okay we got all that now what happens next right <laughs> and and when we <laughs> we got and, the montage yep and after we did that we were just like okay well obviously she would want to explore romance in her life so then we came up with this uh other character carl that comes into her life and to me this is kind of where the story just kind of veered into something that i was like like oh why would somebody do this but basically what we did was that we like wrote as though if this character like got into an abusive relationship and just was battered by the end of it and and i guess like the whole thinking was that oh at the end when so you know when the nazis find her hiding place and she leaves behind her uh her book is that oh the twist is is that oh you see uh the the head guy there he looks like carl so oh like, that's you know, right uh, okay i remember that yeah it was yeah and i think that was just in there just for the sake of making a uh uh you know just just for the sake a
0: dramatic of making, scene yeah a
1: dramatic yeah that was our big idea Right, and I remember that. Okay, you know, and it, it was just, and I just remember that was kind of what would stall us was that I would always be sitting around. And I'm like, why would somebody write all of this optimistic stuff, and then suddenly, why would they have this thing to <laughs> Take talk a right about? Turn, yeah, yeah, to talk about abusive relationships or something. You know, that's why I'm just like, okay, you better have like a really good explanation, a really good way to write that in, because uh, otherwise, I was just like, I ah, you know not quite yeah, feel not going to work right so it was like that for a while and i guess i don't know if you were real adamant about having that last part in there just to have something in there and i couldn't really think of anything so at that point i was just like okay we're we'll just kind of scrap that and that's when i was <laughs> that we'll just yeah and that's when i was just like okay let me just think about this Without without like the idea because I remember I was just like okay well it's like we're we're kind of holding ourselves back if we want to transport her into into the present and I think there yeah. was a, other ideas about like oh you know something happens and then she ends up you know here and then she kind of gets a taste of the world or stuff before she dies and it was just it you know, like there was so many yeah there's so many iterations to go through and then I guess there still is other ones that you could do with that notion today like you can make her like you know she's talking like it's like imagine she's like writing a letter to her ancestor or something and this is how she's coping with that and and you get to see her read that and react like yeah I think this is because yeah i'm pretty sure if you sit around and if we had so many more hours to kill we could come up with more concepts for that but sure. but that's for another time but 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 ultimately uh, it came down to there was a uh, there was a screenwriting competition at my school that was done the previous year, and there was a category for shorts. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna actually come up with an idea with, you know, with kind of this general idea for something that I want to do. So I think this was so this was kind of more when you were probably developing your other ideas at the time. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna you know, just be by myself on this one and may, you know, and I've kind of took a couple elements from yours here and there, but, right. but ultimately it came down to when I was uh, writing the script, which by the way, it ended up that uh, the competition didn't get held that year. So I didn't get to enter it. So I was kind of like, Oh man, but, but still at so the same time I was like, Oh, did I this end up...
0: yeah. So did this end up, so where you're going with this, did this, end up just being a short film script or did you develop this into a longer Uh, feature type script because I can't remember
1: well at this point yeah this was when I was just like okay I'm going to write for a short I'm just going to take one of these ideas that I had like yeah basically this is what I'm going to describe like this is almost like as I called it I was like this is like the holiday episode of of what this fantasy idea is going to take place in. You know, I know it sounds right. weird, like, yeah, but, but you know, as I get into it, I'll explain the holiday angle of it. But yeah. anyway, looking at the script now that I did ultimately write, um, I see that I started off with a title sequence that has music box music, uh, you know, like a score in the background, and we were shown a still photographs montage showing this character who I uh, ultimately named Joanna Margaret Kirshner. And already I'm kind of in a little bit and already I'm kind of in a little bit it was almost too perfect because I did find out that there was somebody Named Joanna Kirshner, but Kirshner was spelled differently, so ah, there you so go. it's like yeah. So I probably need to rethink the name, but I'm always like God. I s- still really like the name, you know. Yeah, that, but I, you know, good. maybe if you make it more like Kirshner, you know, Kirchner or Kirsch, you know, some.
0: Hey, you're yeah. you're different from what it showed. I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like yeah, it's spelled a little different, but anyway, it's like the name Joanna comes from um the uh, from, I guess a couple of things because there was somebody uh that I did meet that uh that was uh Jewish uh and she went to Hardford and I uh, got to meet her and talk to her for a little bit and I took her name uh I took her name from that and then also uh, uh and then also uh in uh Sweeney Todd there's a character Joanna in that one so that's what she's named after and then Marg uh, and then Margot uh you know or mar- margaret you know that's kind of like the german version of that um mm-hmm. that's uh that's from the actress who was in dirty pool uh her name was margaret as well except it was spelled the traditional way uh but this was you know like mar like margot kidder mm-hmm. uh you know and so the, like that was like the other so that was like the other that was kind of like the joint inspiration for that one and then kershner comes from uh, the director Irvin Kirshner of Empire Strikes Back. So that's how I got my uh, Jewish-named character. Okay. And so as I see here, I you know, this is kind of one of the mistakes in the script, is that I'm very descriptive like a book, you know, because so, here I'm trying to say, oh, she has an imaginative mind and a nervous and sensitive personality and and then the idea was to show that oh like oh she has a literature mother for a teacher and then she has an artist and father that has like a handicraft store and then the idea in this montage was to show how nazis came to power and how basically their place was left in shambles and then this is when we um and then we get into the movie itself where she's uh, talking in narration while she's in like an abandoned shack basically at night and she's trying to start a fire right and you know just, you know she pretty much tells you what i already said in the montage in the montage so already i'm like oh this is another script writing mistake where it's like oh great you're you know, like why <laughs> didn't you start, <laughs> yeah why didn't you just start off with this right it's like this tells us all what we need to know here
0: That's why you got drafts, right? Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. This
1: is why this probably didn't get made, but yeah. yeah. But but anyway, um, uh, you know. So after we set up that, okay, she's writing some kind of story, and there's like a little bit of voiceover, and you know, and then I put like a little bit in there, like, oh, she's visibly tired and she's rubbing her eyes a little bit, and then I write that we transition. To the overhead shot of Joanna lying in a haystack bed, which I was like, "Oh, that would make the most sense that she would, you know, have some kind of setup like that." And basically, what happens is that there's some. Um, at this point, it's kind of like the morning or some point like that, and she hears some rustling outside. So immediately, I'm trying to make the audience think like, "Oh, somebody's out there and somebody's found her," but then yeah. when she looks through the cracks of the shack uh, of the shack. She sees uh, like a pair of uh, a pair of horns, and then she sees like a black nose and you know and these black eyes, and it's like oh it's just a deer just you know kind of around the area, <laughs> and then it's like okay that's some nice relief, but then suddenly a gunshot is heard, and then you're just like yeah, and then you're like the now deer you're hits like, the ground. Yeah. Right, yeah, and then you're just like, Oh, what's you know, like now what's now what's the threat going on? And then I had this yeah shot in mind where it's like, Oh, you see these black pair of boots like step into frame and then the stock of the rifle drops right in the middle of it and it's revealed that, oh, it's a huntsman. And he's got his son with him, and he's like, Oh, look, father, you hit him. And, and I had, to, you know, I just look at this dialogue, and I'm like, Yeah, it rightfully is clunky, where it's like, I told you that the Great War made your father a great marksman. It's like, you know, just, yeah, I know. It's just.
0: It Again, was, first draft stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. This is something yeah. that needs to be revised. You got and and
0: to get it on paper somehow,
1: though. And then, you know, and then the boy goes and then the son goes like, oh, oh, I heard something rustling around in there. He's like, oh, that's just a mouse or that's something in there. It's like, do, you, do would you rather have that for, for supper or would you rather have that as our holiday meat instead? And that was kind of supposed to like perk up like her interest because you know like joanna's like you know trying to visit you know trying to listen to what's going on but visibly very you know like doesn't want to make it doesn't want to be noticed and right. while they're talking while they're talking they say something like yeah, yeah while they're talking about like oh something's going to be coming up for uh you know what's you know what's coming up she mentions holidays and then you know, kind of, and I write something like, Oh, as they're dragging off this bloody carcass of the dead deer, uh, a sense of hopeful bliss fills Joanna's face. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then and then as I write here it's just like, Oh, uh, she's like straightening her clothes and kinda of looking more presentable and it's like I say, like, oh, it's like while she while she says this voiceover they're visualized and basically she's just saying like, Oh, well, at this time of the year when it was the holidays you could you could always count on everyone's generosity to give you something or my father was really into that and everybody else followed that so she's kind of driven into well maybe I should try to come out of the shack and actually go to where the the holidays are going on because maybe you know I can you know kind of rep- replenish on what I have because everybody's not really going to be caring about asking who you are or what you're doing they're going to be so enamored in like the holiday so that's right. her that that's her motivation to go into the town you know as i say you know, as i say it here it's like i don't intend to starve and perhaps the holiday generosity could not be for could, could not be completely forgotten it is a wor- risk worth taking <laughs> so i guess you know at this Good. point i'm more like because I guess at this point when I'm more like, okay, when you know, like, like this kind of voiceover would be something that's going on in your head, not necessarily something writing down or something. But again, that that's kind of like a big no-no in film is that it's like, no, don't try to get internalized with them because that's something you can only do in a book, you know, where you right. can listen to what's going on in somebody's head and stuff. Like you have to show it because otherwise right. you're just writing a book. Yeah, when you're so,
0: when you're writing it for the screen, you got to keep that in mind
1: right so yeah so yeah you gotta have the the huntsman character and stuff say all that stuff that was said in the voiceover and the course exactly. you're like oh, oh the the dialogue's clunky and stuff and it's like oh yeah i'm trying to make it sound like something <laughs> that would come out of somebody's <laughs> mouth but but anyway um what happens is that okay she makes her trek into the town square and when she gets there she's like visually like horrified at what has happened And, uh, how I described it was that, um, it, it, I said, it's like, uh, let's see, what, you know, what did I say here? Like, this is not the holiday festival that she remembered. Instead, it is a sick and appalling vision of the festival suited for Nazi ideology. And I said that the nativity scene is altered with the Virgin Mary and baby Jesus having blonde colored hair and blue-colored eyes, representing Aryans. Wow. And, and this was actually based off of like what they did was right. that it was that back then they you, you pretty much they made Christmas like winter solence, and they like you know they altered they actually did do that. And I've like seen. Yeah, I've like seen pictures and I've read, you know, and I've read, you know, and I've read about this. And and like at one point she she sees Nazi soldiers giving away war themed toys. And then kind of like I guess this was almost like my poster moment. I guess you could say if I I was going to make one was that she stands at the town's tree and right on top of it is an illuminated swastika
0: oh man so
1: so i was so that would be
0: a poster shot right sure. yeah
1: and, and already i'm already thinking like how am i gonna you know like even if i try to film this like how am i gonna convince somebody to put that <laughs> on top or something i'm like oh yeah just, i don't know
0: you if that. you're gonna find illuminated swastika on amazon yeah yeah you're gonna have to yeah you're gonna have <laughs> like to like that.
1: make a special effects shot of that or something right or just right film a regular one and do that but but I write that, despite you know this this vision of it, everyone is being very you know you know they're giving away stuff they're giving away stuff to stuff you know to people, and she kind of has a sack you know she's kind of you know kind of making it not so discreet that she's like collecting food, but it's like you know like they're being very generous and stuff and yeah. like the idea is like, oh well, you know despite this being terrible, people are in the spirits, and nobody's asking the me, holidays. you know, like, what's, what's going on, what's going on here? You yeah. Know? Just, you know, just a little bit of, you know, so it's like, she's supposed to, so it's like, okay, great. She has all this stuff and she's gotten her bread. She's gotten some fruits from very thankful people. And she's okay. She's like, okay, now I can go back to where I am and everything will be, and everything will be all right. And this was interesting because when I wrote down my, uh, my rundown of everything, I remember I was just in there. I just said, OK, at this point, Joanna gets robbed and she gets knocked out. But but at the time after, I was
0: after she's left this house,
1: right? Yeah. Or yeah, after okay. she's kind of left the town, she's kind of back on the okay. way she was. So right. I remember writing this and I remember when I got to this point in the script, I was like, OK, now I'm going to have to introduce another character. And like, where did this guy come from and stuff? And I was like, that doesn't work. Like, what should I do? And then I thought, wait a minute. I already established two other characters earlier in the story. Use them. So in this case, when the uh, barrel is, as I describe, as barreled, is aimed right at her head, it's revealed that it's the huntsman. Okay, yeah. And, and then, and, and then I was like, okay, I was afraid thing.
0: to say, when you said I had two other people, I was afraid to say, now you're talking about the huntsman and his son, right? Or did I miss something? Right. So, yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. I
1: was just like, yeah, the only two other ones. So, and then I was like,
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes.
1: And then, uh, and then I like, I, you know, I kind of wrote it. So, that, you know, it's like, oh, in the dark, you know, he's going to have like a much sinister looking face and, you know, and and then the idea was that it's, you know, like, oh, they take her stuff, you know, they take their stuff away from her. And then, you know, like, oh, the huntsman's son, like, gets the bag from her. he's like, oh, oh, it looks like we have a heavy traveler here. And then he was just like, yeah, I told you there would be somebody foolish enough to try to make their way through tonight. And then he says, just to make sure. And that's when he takes that barrel of the gun that I, you know, that I totally, I told, you know, I totally didn't have this plan. But he takes that, you know, the barrel of it and he hits her right on the back of the head with it. And right. I was like, okay, this is yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm like, God, this is terrible. Yeah, you're getting pretty like, hardcore now. <laughs> right? Yeah, because now I'm just like, oh, and I was like, oh, look at that. See, I established something earlier where you know where I had that shot where it come, the barrel comes, you know, or the stock becomes, bec- or the stock comes between his legs. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's good. You know, that's establishing that that's there, and then now we're going to use that again to do this. And then I was like, oh, and it's good that I have the kid there. So that the kid can react to it like, Oh my god, I can't believe you did that and so you know, as they run off and then then the idea was that like while she's lying there in the snow, you hear that music box music again and then it fades to white and you're gonna think, Okay, that's the end of the story but then when we fade back up, her eyes are open and she's sitting and or she's lying in this really comfortable bed. So, so already I'm just like, okay, now, now I've taken the story into this other realm where I'm just like, okay, now is this a, is this her imagining what it's like when she's dying or is this something real? Right. Because like she, you know, cause she gets up and she notices that her, you know, like she's in like some kind of, you know, like she's like in like a, you know, like a nightgown basically. Right and just like you know and 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 as i see here i was like i wrote like oh the it's eerily similar to the abandoned shack she was she was in before but it's comfortable to the extreme like there's a fireplace there's just all this you know Yeah nice it's not stuff like here. a like a
0: hideout like it was in the very Right yeah scene.
1: Yeah, yeah so it's just like oh, so, this is know, a, so I'm trying this to be is a clever.
0: habited building,
1: right? So it's like, I, yeah. right, yeah, like I'm trying to be clever where it's like, okay, well, look at where she was now and look where she is here. So, so with that one, obviously, you'd have to have some good production design to make sure that they kind of match, you know, kind of almost yeah. have like the same same area, but you know, just a little bit, you know, like that was you know a big contrast. Some
0: subtle differences, cause...
1: right? And then so you know, she looks in the mirror and she notices that she has that. You know she has a bruise where she got hit. You know, so so it's like okay, so we're establishing like okay, like this. You know, it's not like oh you just died and now everything is perfect and you're not wounded at all. And then what happens is that oh somebody knocks at the door and I write it's a young man enters and he's like in like a lot more formal clothes. And he tells her like oh well it's nice to see that you can walk and he's like oh well you know she's just you know you know and of course she's just staring at this person like you know who are you basically you know in shock and he's like oh well my name is carl and and uh my father and i found you in the snow Mm -hmm. and you know she's like oh well yes i was robbed by a scavenger and he's like oh you were it's like i you know i can't believe somebody would do this to somebody on the holidays (laughs) and and he's like in any case are you hungry and again she's just like you know kind of wanted to say well Duh. But. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Like you know, just you know, she's like, oh well, and he goes, and of course he's like, oh well, silly me, of course you are, and it's like, oh, our our family's gathered downstairs for a holiday feast, just and we just happen to have room for one more. That if you want to, that if you want to stay which I'm just, which I guess to me when I'm reading this, I'm like, oh boy, that's pretty convenient, isn't it? But hey, you know. This Cozy, is not, you're so, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh boy, wow. I, you know, boy, I, I'm in good hands here. We're, just, we're
0: making the switch to horror now, apparently. <laughs> no,
1: no, yeah, see, 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 I think when I was talking with somebody like this, he was, when I was talking to somebody else about the story, he was like, okay, so when I was reading your script, I was hoping that at this point, it was going to turn into uh you know since you're wanting to emphasize more fairy tales and stuff uh you know like this is going to turn into hansel and gretel and stuff i was like okay that's mm-hmm. dark i mean i already spent the first half of this movie pretty, pretty being pretty dark now in this one i really want to emphasize more of a light thing to it yeah you know? I'm sure. and then but anyway she she does say like oh well i'm afraid i'm not properly dressed for this and then and then of course another convenient thing is like oh well well, uh, my sister, you know, oh, well, this is my sister's room and oh, she, she, she has clothes there that I think will fit you.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, just like, okay, well, when you're ready, just come on down, you know, and everything, which I'm just like, of course, I'm just like, yeah, is this, is this a usual German thing? Are they, are they, are they <laughs> now, now
0: you're getting away from oh. your, your comfort zone and, and knowing your history and now you're kind of venturing into, <laughs> you know, now, is comedians. this plausible?
1: Right. Right. But anyway, just, you know, so anyway, she gets dressed up and she has, I said, a very decent blue dress. And I guess she, and I guess it was good that she had makeup there and everything. And, and then I was just, and then I made the note that like, oh, she looks more like how she looks at the beginning before all this happened. Because I think I mentioned at some point in the script, like, oh, her face is visibly kind of worn and kind of cold, you know, cold, you know, kind of like how your skin is if you've been out in the cold too much. Right.
0: Now, how much time has passed since the opening scene until now
1: opening scene, well i want to you know I, I guess at this point when i wrote it it'd be at least a day or something because okay. it's like the idea was like okay that's what i described at the beginning that's like a previous night and then it transitioned to morning and then she right. makes her trek up there and then it's kind of more mid-evening when she's going around getting all the stuff and then, when, stuff, they, and then you know, when they
0: knocked her out
1: and then yeah, yeah, like we didn't know at out, that point like, when
0: yeah. she woke up. was it a it's you know, was it a dream or has we have we made a big time jump? but no, it's right. just
1: yeah, now it, it all seems like it's all been like a big cohesive thing the whole time. And so anyway, she gets down and it's like, oh, there's music coming from the radio. There's just a nice gathering of people around. and thankfully, no Nazis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and so Tons plus so anyway, it's like, oh, and then like, oh, and then I have like the you know, father come up. it's just like, oh. So it's like, oh, well, we, we met, oh, we found somebody that had a scruffle. And it's like, what was your name again? And and I guess she's kind of agi- scared at first to say, oh, Joanna, you know, say a name that kind of sounds Jewish like Joanna. So she does say Joanna. But, uh, but then he's just like, well, Miss Joanna, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Let me introduce you to everybody. And uh,
0: Yeah, because at this point she has no idea if they're good Jewish, if they're Nazis.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, or just, you know, can these people yeah. be trusted? It's like, well— you know, you kind of got thrusted into this, you know, and and it's just you know, they just see her as just like a some, you know, they're taking pity on her because it's the holidays and like oh, we found somebody that was out in the cold and stuff, and we needed to we needed to save her. It doesn't matter if she's Jewish or right. not, but you know, even
0: though we knocked her out, we need to save
1: her, right? <laughs> or or you know, or you know, or you know, somebody found her, you know, even though yeah,
0: well, okay, so the people that found her is you said that the sun that came down. Was that not? The, no, the, no, is no, she not no, in the, the house of the, the people that knocked her out? No,
1: no, no. She's these are like completely oh, okay. different people.
0: Okay, okay, sorry, I took it as being when you said the no. the son walked down that it was the same son from the beginning. No, no, no. that's where, a, where a, that's where I was kind of like this is getting sadistic a little no, bit. No, <laughs> no,
1: no. This is a completely different okay, thing.
0: completely different family. Yeah, gotcha.
1: Yeah. But anyway, it's like okay, so Carl meets back up with her, and it's like, oh, have you gotten to know everybody? And it's like, well, yeah, it's so nice to you know be here with your family and stuff. And he's just like, well, you know, it's a shame that every day of the year can't be like this. And you know, it's like, yes, you're right. And then you know, and then of course it's like, okay, well, I didn't, I haven't seen your sister around here. Where is she? And she's like, oh, well, she died during a bombing this summer. And then. (laughs) And then this is where i you know I'm gonna acknowledge that I took a little something from from Star Trek Generations where it's like uh in that story uh Captain Picard's uh nephew dies in a fire, and when he's talking to somebody about it, he says, "Oh no, it's perfectly all right, it's you know, and you know he has to be told, no, it's not all right that that happened so I kind of put that in this script where she's like oh okay. i'm so sorry that this happened and then you know oh no it's all right it's like this has been happening to families all over here and it's just a way of life and she's like no it's not all right no one with a family like yours deserves to die for a cause for what's being fought for
0: Well now we're at the oscar clip.
1: <laughs> yeah there you go yeah yeah this is when <laughs> this is when i won that best writing award you know but, you know and she's just like you know And he's just like oh well what do you mean by that just like well you know i was all by myself until you found me in the snow and they were just like what you don't have a family to go home to and she's like no i lost them like how you lost your sister and just like you know with him that's when he's really shocked at that uh uh, at that and and on that note that's when carl's father says dinner's served but uh (laughs) But it, so what happens is that when she sits at the so then the idea is going on is that she's sitting at this uh table but and while everyone's talking conversing, she just starts to notice that she it's like she doesn't belong here, she feels like she's invading something, and then I think I wrote like an idea like she starts picturing people that she knew from like that photo montage that we saw, and she's just so overridden with guilt that she basically excuses herself. And she runs out into into the cold, and with that, it's like, oh, I, you know, like oh, the makeup's coming off her face, and she's walking, and she like sees other things in the window of people being pleasant and stuff, and it's just, you know, really upsetting Right her. The,
0: the guilt the guilt of no longer suffering got to right. her. Right, and she just and
1: feels like she felt
0: know. like she had to put herself back into that. Right. Hole position really? yeah oh, sure. good
1: hey good hey did you write this too <laughs> no no no
0: no it just means you wrote it very good. well that good. i understand good good. <laughs>
1: good i'm glad somebody does <laughs> good but anyway um yeah because i feel bad because i feel like when i went wrote that part in the script i'm like oh I, uh, i'm just ripping off that part in home alone when you know when, before he goes to the church he looks in the, he looks at that one Window and he sees uh and he sees another oh, family yeah. that's doing that. I was like, uh, it good, but you know, I was being careful not to like, oh, she sits there and dwells at that, that look. It's like it, it was like something in the background. But I remember that yeah, was kinda I like the, that... that was like the thing on that one. It was like, oh, she sees that, and I was, I don't know but... that too many
0: people would see that and think Home Alone right away.
1: Uh, I <laughs> so I think well, you're if, good. I, if I would have lingered <laughs> on it, which
0: yeah, you might yeah, have,
1: almost, yeah, yeah, and just a side note, just for a second, I'm glad that uh. Uh, Macaulay Culkin wasn't crying during that scene because if you read the script for that, it was described that he looks at that and he starts crying over that. And I was like, "Oh, thank you, you thank uh, you, you yeah, didn't that... do that. You let the you let the you let the song that they were playing that somewhere in my memory do the work for us. So we're at, we're the ones crying." And I was like, "Yes, right. thank, you. Yeah, so thank you, thank you, good. thank you, Chris Columbus on that one. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you. Just just well a little side note. Sorry about that detour. But uh, when we get to uh, this is when we get to a point where she gets to." Uh, she finds an old burned out synagogue that, of course, was part of the deal where they ran, you know, they basically, you know, basically they ransacked and burned down any Jewish, sure. uh, you know, Jewish places in the town. So anyway, she seeks refuge right. in there and she goes in and or, or I guess I should say I uh, there is a there's a scene that's before that where she wanders into a graveyard. And when she wipes off the snow off of them, she sees like psst, painted on the headstones like Jude and they have like, you know, just real derogatory things about it because it was something that I read about where they were like literally doing that to, to
0: defacing, yeah, the defacing headstones, headstones right.
1: and stuff. And then again, I was just like, Oh, that, that's like another scene where it's like, Oh, that'll be another reminder of like what she's, in, what she's in. And then that would go into the uh old burnt out uh synagogue and she finds, yeah, and she, you know, seeks sanctuary in there. And, the idea was that somehow she would be she would find like one of those um it, you know the candles that have like all of the uh, like uh, i think it's eight of them uh you know eight it, uh, eight candles for them, and it's like somehow she oh, the... yeah like somehow it's yeah, like, yeah i was like somehow she's whatever. able to light them even though this doesn't make no sense i'm just like somehow but like somehow she it was like the idea would be like she lights them for for a source of warmth but it that yeah,
0: yeah like, you're right yeah, along the lines right. of how would she be able to? This could be, you could be running up against your Macaulay Culkin crying scene. <laughs> <laughs> it may just need to be the thought that she could light them, but because she's out there, has nothing, and is, you know, alone and yeah, on the run. But, but that it's like, it's just another thing that yeah, I, don't know, maybe I she, can't like. You know,
1: these. maybe one of the things she took was some matches or something. And, you know, her, yeah. like before that, you would see like her get some matches and put them in her pocket or something. And then she takes them out and somehow she's like, but anyway, like, where's the. You know, is there candles on there, or is, sure, it, is there yeah, some I kind get, of oil that, well, in that, there?
0: That makes perfect sense because if you're on the run like that, or if you're you're out in the cold, you know, and you see some matches laying there, of course you're going to grab those because you know that yeah, that night you're ever. probably going to need a fire. And so, yeah, that makes. I mean, I could. I'd buy. Yeah, that. yeah.
1: You set to, You know, make sure you put that when you're filming that. Make sure you insert. You got a little insert of that, so that some people yeah. will go, oh, oh did, she, some did she just pull matches on nothing? But anyway, uh, the idea with that was that for each one she lights, she stares at the flame, and and it was like the idea was that you were supposed to like zoom in on the white flame of it, and you were going to see these etched representations of her family and everything. And then this is when I let the you know. And this is when I was like, okay, now really got to get the point across with some narration. And it's like, you know, as she says that, you know, I realize now that. You know who you know like my parents. They've always been with me. I continue to live because that's what they wanted me to do. No matter what hardships and prejudice endure, it is important to remember the goodness that is still in everybody. It may be just for a moment in time, but it's better than a better than an entire lifetime of sor- uh, an entire lifetime of sorrow. Generosity was what my father strived for, and I walked out on it. Very
0: nice. No. You wrote that?
1: Yeah, I was gonna yeah, I am gonna say it's like yeah, I think mostly your stuff is kinda at the beginning of it. And I guess at this point there must have just been something in me that just wanted to write all that out and like I gotta admit when I was writing this I did feel it and everything. But yeah, I wrote yeah. that. So that now is that the
0: closing guy, scene?
1: Well well, well, uh, just a little bit more, but uh, but anyway. Well, okay. Was... So I was
0: gonna say, so you started out with narration, and now you're kind of yeah. capping it off with some narration yeah. too.
1: Yeah, it's like I, you know, it's like with this one, I ha- finally had to drive that point home. So then, what happens is that she blows out those candles. You know, it's the black screen just like it was before, and then through the doorway she's returned, and then they were like, "Oh, oh, you know," and everybody's standing at the doorway looking at her, and they're just like, "Oh, well, we were wondering where you went. We were wondering where you went, yeah, because we did want you to miss the choir that we we're going to attend."
0: No, this is back at Carl's. Yeah, house. yeah,
1: back at yeah, back at okay. Carl's house, and then. You know, she's okay. just like, oh, I just had to. It was like, oh, that doesn't matter at all. What's important is that you're here and that we would love for you to come with us. And then it's, you know, yeah. I guess Carl says that. And he's like, oh, absolutely, if that's fine with you. And then it's like, oh, she smiles. And then it transitions to what I call the jazz singer ending, where I was just like, you know, like I said earlier, I was a fan of that. And, that, and the big finale of that is that, oh, Neil Diamond sings America at the end. And it's a big, moment you know because it all tied in with every and to me this was like my moment where i was just like okay you hear this beautiful choir singing songs that um you know as i said as i described in the script like those with the care those with a good ear will know that all references to you know jesus and everything are taken out which is what they actually did with those songs whether when they're singing and then the idea is just like oh you know probably at first she's a little Kind of, you know, like oh, I'm a Jewish person in this, you know, obviously Christian thing. Am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed to enjoy this? But then she gets into it, and then she just—it's very beautiful, very, very, you know, you know, like the ending's going to be oh, they're just listening to this beautiful Christmas Carol stuff. And I get, yeah, and again, this is probably me going into the Home Alone mentality because I do love that scene and you know, in the church and everything where they, you know, the music and everything. I think that's kind of what I was going for. I was like, okay, that's.
0: And the one in Home Alone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then I deliver yeah, yeah, and then I deliberately made the last page a transition to a close up of a pencil writing in a journal, a passage that is describing the events we have just witnessed. It is revealed that all has this has all been a story by Joanna, who still appears ragged, worn, and sickly than when we saw her at the beginning of the movie. So as you can see, I've written a, I have written wrote a frame where you thought it was going to uh-huh. transition into, like, what was going on from when we first saw her at the beginning. But really, that was a transition to go into the mindset, you know, because I kind of wrote in that thing where she's, like, rubbing her eyes and looking like she's getting ready to go to sleep or something. Right. And, uh, you know, so I tricked – so basically, I pulled the, you know, the old trick of, like, oh, it was all just a dream or this what, – what you right. saw didn't happen. It was just a – But,
0: uh, yeah, but – with a with an interesting spin on it, though. I mean that. So it it was, it was her dreaming about. You know, normally somebody in that situation probably would be anytime they'd go to sleep or or you know drift off or something would have the nightmares of being chased by a Nazi or you know nightmares of seeing concentration camps and that sort of thing. But what she's dreaming about is you know she's still on the run, but she's at no point in any of this was she ever. You know, there's no Nazi soldiers or anything shows up in any of this from what yeah, 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 I gather. Then, yeah. I mean, from what I was listening to. I don't think you ever mentioned that. I right. mean, you, you did kind of the old switcheroo where she got the barrel of the gun pointed at her head. But then when that pans out, you find out that that's just, you know, a huntsman and his boy, you know, and that sort of thing. Just they're trying to survive as well. And, and just like she is. And then but every time she encounters somebody, it seems like she kind of sees, you know, the goodness in people that's still there. Right. And so it's almost like the the dreams or the, you know, whatever she's having in her head is almost, you did the dream sequence, but not in a bad way. You did it into where she's seeing, you know, the good things. Right. Is what I'm kind of getting from yeah, it. it. Yeah,
1: but, you know, I'm just like, uh, but I'm just like, you're always tricky with stuff like this because some people don't like payoffs like that like they just like that completely I was like oh great so what you just made was just completely pointless and like it didn't matter or something but I guess I was trying to save it with the narration at the end where it's just like although you can't expect life to be a fairy tale writing this story has given me a few moments that helped me forget the atrocities of what has happened and hope to not only for myself but those in the future. I hope I won't be the only person who reads this. And then the, I see, yeah, that, see like a,
0: to me, that wraps it up perfectly. Right. I, even if someone is sitting there looking at it going, man, that, you know, you just copped your way out of it with it being a dream sequence. I think the narration saves it. That. Right, yeah.
1: That really wraps it up tight. And then like, and then like, Oh, my big thing is that, Oh, she finally goes to sleep. And then it's like, Oh, you see a little tear running down her eye. And, I said something like whether this is for the story she has written or for her loneliness she is suffering is undetermined. Which <laughs> I'm always just like, yeah, I guess I'm trying to think like the I guess I'm trying to think like the critic or something. It's like, oh, what would yeah. the critic <laughs> yeah. think of this when he saw it? You know, or like you. But I get and and it's like I, I'm always told like, oh, don't write passages like that in your screenplay because you know it's.
0: Yeah, but, you know, in, it'll be this way on this on this podcast. You know, anybody that comes on telling their story, we're not talking. We're not looking for proper script writing right. or anything like that. I mean, if you've done it, great. Congratulations. But just like I said with Dirty Pool, I the entire way through that, I was visualizing into my head how I would shoot it. And so I would put those types of things, you know, like close-ups on this and panning out this way. And because, to me, that stuff was going to be important to be able to tell the story. And so... Putting, you know, little notes like that in your script or in your story, I see no issue with that. We're not pitching a professional, you know, screenplay to a
1: Hollywood producer or any kind
0: of a competition here. We're just sharing them and talking about
1: them. And then then the last passage I wrote is that, All I know is that my mother was correct about fairy tales. Even if she was killed for her beliefs and her values, I appreciate all the creativity blessed to me by my family, especially in the situation I face now. For my idea of fantasy is a realm of escapism to make uh, that uh, makes serve uh, the uh, sorry, I suck at reading uh, to make it realm, <laughs> to make a realm of escapism that makes uh, that makes me survive in the harshest of times. And then it was supposed to be she goes to sleep, cut to black, the end.
0: Very cool, fantastic. I'm gonna give it a round of oh, applause. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's, it's, nice. it's far from perfect, and it's 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 something that really you know it's something that you know every time when I tell the story to people, they are interested and they like it, but I'm just like ah, it's just it's there's it's, I just feel like it's You're... it's a it's a conclusion to something I haven't fully told yet because i've had like other ideas of how i wanted to handle things but i think
0: yeah yeah. you're never going to be done with it you're going to be revising it till god knows when but But
1: i feel like i mean
0: that that version hearing that based on what we started with and then after i dropped off and then you've developed it to that point i mean that's that's pretty sweet that's a good story (laughs)
1: Yeah, so, but you know, I but I'm always I I will say that I'm always like the conscious, like I think like the critic and stuff like that. But I guess you know you should just if you just feel that way about it, you should do it because I guess I always think like oh god, everybody really hates that uh, Rob Reiner movie North, where it's like mm-hmm. where it's like pretty much it's kind of like the same bit, uh same thing where it's like oh you think that he's you know you think what's happening throughout this movie is going on for real, which, you know, is a lot, you know, there's a lot more things going on. But then at the end of it, it's revealed, oh, it was all in Elijah Wood's dream that he fell asleep in a, uh, in a, uh, in in a, you know, in a mall, in like a, in a chair or something. Because I guess if you think about that, like, wouldn't they poke at him and say like, hey, get out of that chair, kid, or something (laughs) like that, but no.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point with this is that, you know, she's not, nobody's going to catch her, wake her up or whatever, when she was kind of, you know, from what, I remember at the beginning right. of this, It was she was all in that uh, little cabin or whatever it right. was where this was all kind of taking place. So that, uh, no, completely believable to me. And I I think you've developed that extremely nicely. I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed
1: good, hearing good. it. Good, Yeah. Well, yeah it's, I mean, it's been a while since I've dug this out because it always is something, you know, you're just like, ah, I want to get away from it for a while. Let me, you know, because I have come back with ideas more stronger than when I started off. And I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe this is, worth a few more looks because because i've had because there's a whole nother thing that i kind of developed with it with more backstory and more this more that and like oh there's more of a central villain thing kind of going on there that is, that is kind of sure. interesting and stuff which which what i was mentioning earlier those are like the the those are like the two the you know the two parts of a story that I told like that I was saying like oh it's six so I'm basically like what I just read to you was the sixth part and then there's like two mm-hmm. other parts to it but but oh, but right. but it, well, you have
0: to come back on. Yeah, huh? yeah
1: exactly I'll have to I'll have rest. to you know when I, <laughs> as soon as I can figure out where to take it and stuff but yeah but yeah just basically the whole idea is like you know okay. You know the Nazis had a really screwed up version of how they viewed the Christmas time and stuff, and I was like, "Okay, let's put a Jewish character in the midst of all that and what would happen and you know very good, yep,
0: I think it came out well, yeah, so I appreciate you coming on and talking to me about it, and anyone listening, I'm pretty sure they're going to uh appreciate it and Find it pretty darn entertaining, just like I did. So yeah, now it's your turn, folks. Thanks again.
1: You know to uh, to come up and take my spot on here.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Reach out, uh, email me, all of the social media sites. Let me know if you got a story and you want to come on and talk about it, and we will get it set up just like we did with Dan. Again, we are not in the same place. This is all done remotely over the internets, and so. Dan is sitting at home comfortably, probably on the toilet right now. Lesson, but, um, <laughs> no, that would
1: explain the seco. Yeah. There you
0: go. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, I guess we will talk to everybody later.